come to the Engage for More podcast. We are so excited that you're with us today. Hey, we just want to come along beside you and just encourage you to engage Jesus in every area of your life so that you can step into the more that he has for you. And that's just one thing we want you to know today is that he is inviting you into more. And all you have to do is start engaging in your relationship with Jesus. So, hey, my name is Pam Pegram, and I am hanging out with my friends. Hello, I'm Gwen Neal. And I'm Kim Ball. Yes, we're so excited to be here. You know, we have been talking about uh, living a victorious life. Mm. So this is week two. Yes. We, last week we talked about it and we just, we didn't get through our notes. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. to talk about. What does a victorious life look like? Yeah. Right? right. And so we really want to just dive in a little deeper. But, you know, I grew up, you know, singing victory in Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And I sang that my whole life. Um, and and, but I, d- I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be yeah. real with y'all this morning. I didn't really understand victory in Jesus. I really thought, well, that just means that we can be saved, right? Mm-hmm. And that we can experience that saving God's saving grace and, mm-hmm. and can have uh, make Jesus our Savior so that we can have the hope of eternity with Him, right? And that that, was, that encompassed all of the victory. Yeah. And that is an amazing thing that we can spend eternity in heaven with the Lord, but um, there's more than just that. Yeah. yeah. Victory can begin now. That's exactly. right. Exactly. You know, you said something at the end of our last podcast, Pam, that is so true. Like, we want you to live in victory now. Mm-hmm. The victory that you'll have in heaven, why not start living it now on right. earth? Yeah. You know, and so that's just where we want you to be able to live is yeah. in victory here. Mm-hmm. I know that we'll enjoy that one day yeah. in heaven, but God came to give us that victory and freedom now. now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now. And so how do we do that? And I, I this has uh, definitely been one that I've been anxious to, to do as I've kind of delved into this and Gwen followed your lead on, on, uh, some of your notes mm-hmm. from gather on this. This yeah. has been good. Well, good. Is- and and so how do we have victory now? How do we live a victorious life right now? Mm-hmm. Um preceding going to heaven and it's through God's divine power. And Peter tells us this in 2nd Peter um his second letter in chapter 1 verse 3 it says for his divine power has been bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So how do I live a victorious life? Mm -hmm. Through God's divine power. His power has been bestowed on us. It's been given to us. And so we have absolutely everything we need through him to live victoriously. And what happens is we don't think about it. We don't use it or we've forgotten. And it can't be because we don't know. Right. Because our listeners know. That's right. That they had. (laughs) (laughs) That God has bestowed this power on them to walk through. That does not mean that we we get an exemption from life. Yeah. We're going to have tasks. We're going to have trials. We're going to have experiences that stretch us beyond our measure to endure within ourselves. But that's when we call on him 
to help us. And I believe um, Pam shared it in our last episode um, that it, it's a good thing that we're weak. Paul talks about, I, I'm going to be happy in being weak yeah. because the weaker I am, the more power I have from God. That's right. She kept trying to get up and God kept saying, no, sweet darling, I need you to stay down on your knees right, and let me do this. And that's what he's telling us. You don't have to figure out your problem on your own or yourself. Seek his face and be still, silent, steadfast, and stay in hopefulness while he does it. Yeah. Stop trying to be your own savior. Yeah. You're doing too much. Mm -hmm. It's his power working on your behalf through you for you. Yes. You know, I think that's so good, Gwen. And, you know, we think we know mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. We think we know what is best. Yeah. And we think we know what we deserve. And we think we know how life should be, right? Right. right. And and we're so foolish in that because God's plan is the best yes. plan. Yeah. And, you know, we finished our last recording, too, talking about that God is enough. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, we're trying to find all these other things or, or we think we need God and mm-hmm. all this other stuff, right? Yeah. But that he is enough to carry us through no matter what. Yeah. And for some, I remember a friend one time, um, we were talking about something and she said, you know what a really big problem is? And I said, what? And she said, your problem. Ooh. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Your problem. Because sometimes, like, if I'm listening to Kim's problem, I might be going, girl, that's not a problem. Let me tell you about my problem. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? We do that. You know, we do that. We <laughs> yes. all think. They think they've got, got it so bad. What if they, you know, have right. what I have, you know? And, uh, we're, but when we're in it, mm-hmm. it's a big problem. Yeah. It feels like a big problem. It does. And so, but here's the deal. God is bigger. Yeah. Yes. God is bigger. So maybe today your problem is that your commute is too long and it is wearing you out and you are just bombarded and struggling with that, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody else listening today has lost a loved one yeah, and they're stuck in their grief. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big problem, yeah. right? Yeah. But then somebody else listening today has a rebellious child and that is a big deal. And somebody else mm. just has a crowded laundry room mm-hmm. and that is wearing, you know what I mean? But yeah. whatever it is, right. Your problem is a big problem. Right. And how we have victory in Jesus is we take our problem to him. Yes. And we give it to him and we start talking to him about it. That's right. And what seems like such a big problem when we do that, when we, you know, for me, um, I, I really try to remember who I'm praying to yeah. uh-huh. and who he, who God is, that he is the great I am that he is the one who spoke this world into motion Uh with his words. That's right. right. We don't have that power. (laughs) You know, who he breathed the breath into our lungs. You know, he parted the red sea. He rained manna down from heaven. Like he is still Mm. in, you know, he's still performing miracles today. We just don't even pay attention That's right. but that is who who we're praying to who we're taking our problem to mm-hmm. so no matter how big our problem is he is so much bigger yes, yes. so much bigger 
And then the other thing, when you were talking, I was thinking, why do we, why do we even think we shouldn't struggle, Gwen? Yeah. We're entitled Christians. Let me tell you. Jesus struggled. Yeah. That's right. But those of us here in the United States, we're spoiled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus struggled all the way to the point Mm -hmm. that he was sweating Mm -hmm. blood, Mm -hmm. why would we even think that we won't struggle? Yeah. That's right. And he tells us in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like he's candy coated it or, That's you right. know, skated around the truth, the, the, the truth. Right. I mean, he told us the truth mm-hmm. in this yeah. world. You will have trouble. That's right. Yeah. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. Yes. And I like how he overcomes the world for us in our situation. So Pam gave us four powerful examples. And as she was listening to him, I'm like, Oh my God. I've lived all four of those, you know, the extra long commute. I was commuting to Jonesboro at Arkansas State University. Yes. That's an hour and a half commute from where I live. What are you going to do with this time, Gwen? Well, I started listening to um, podcasts that focused on Jesus, radio station. I started praying and just talking out loud to him. And so that hour and a half, that three hours a day became my personal time with Jesus. And we grew, we, Jesus and I, grew (laughs) so close together during that time for over 14, 15 years of commuting. And then the loss of my dad, who I thought, oh my God, I'm just going to When he goes, I'm going. But it didn't happen. He strengthened me through that. He gave me a choice. Trust me or not. And, you know, I said, I'm going to trust you. And that peace that surpasses all understanding Mm. really did guard my heart and my mind during that time of grief. And so I love it that Pam just gave us real live examples of how do you live victoriously through hard situations and hard circumstances. And then when we we say we don't have the answer, Jesus gives us the answer. He gives us him. Yeah. And we're able to do it. That's victorious living, not being excused from having to go through um, carrying your cross. And if we carry our cross, I spoke many moons ago at a women's conference about this. And we want our cross to be filled with jewels, Mm. sapphires, emeralds, diamonds. Well, do you know what it takes to get those precious stones? The mining, going through the earth, digging, being underground, covered in soot and dirt. It's not easy to have those stones. In your crown. And if that's what you want, then you've got to do the work to get them. Yeah. And then when you mine them, when you extract them from the earth, they don't look that good. You can barely tell that they're worth anything of value. They go through the fire. Mm. They're chiseled with sharp instruments. That's right. To be formed in items of beauty and value and worth. And if that's what we want, then we have to subject ourselves to being chiseled, to being put in the fire, mm. going through the heat, being cut yeah. by the master's hand and trust him in that process. When we're on his table, if we're going to be made into this beautiful, valuable vase, 
And we've got to trust him when he puts us in the kiln of fire. Yeah, it's going to be just right. You know, that's so it's so ironic, maybe or not funny. I want to say it's so funny, but you you just said you have to do the work. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so for us, we try. To do yeah. the work. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to work hard to get over this. I'm going to work hard to do it. But in the Bible, everything is upside down. So the work that we are to do in our relationship with the Lord is really release. Mm-hmm. Right? It really is. It's really surrender. Yes. That's We're not to strive. Yes. We are to surrender. And so we have talked about, gosh, I think for the, I don't know how many episodes, but we've been talking about. Um, three R words, and they repent, <laughs> release, and rest. And yes. to me, this is vi- victory. Yeah, this is what victory looks like. This is victory in Jesus. When yes. you, when you recognize, first of all, that like, okay, I'm trying to carry this. Mm-hmm. So you stop mm-hmm. and you repent. Right. Lord, please forgive me. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my trust back in me. I'm trying to carry this. I'm trying to fix this. I'm trying to, you know, whatever. So you you get on your knees and you repent of it. Uh And then you say, you know, now I'm going to release. I'm going to release this to you, Lord. I'm going to lay it at the foot of your cross. I'm letting it go. I'm giving it to you. We can also release our children. We can also release our whatever it is, our hurt feelings, we can release our uh, our doubt. Right. We can release our fear. All those things. Right. We release them and we lay them at the foot of the cross. And then that, if we've repented and we've released, then we get to step into rest. Yes. So if you're listening to us and you're like, "I right, what victory in Jesus? I don't even know what you're talking about. What is a victorious life? It is when you can rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, to the world, it looks like your life is falling apart, but you have rest. Yeah, yeah. You have peace. Yes. You have hope. I mean, the world is going, how are you getting through that? How, why aren't you laying in the floor crying? Mm-hmm. But here you are looking like a, somebody totally different or weird or odd yes. because you have rest. Right. It's not your problem. It's That's God's right. problem. It's not your concern. It's God's concern. Yeah. You're not trying to fix it. God's going to take care of it one way or another. God's going to work it out or carry you through it either way. And when you really know that and step into it, then you can rest in the midst of the issue or problem or struggle. And that's victorious living. Right. And then we have no choice but to give God the glory. Yes, exactly. He brought us through it. We were resting in him. It's his victory, his glory. And when we testify to that, we are a source of encouragement yes. and we empower other women to re- rely on Jesus, yes. to go through those steps of repentance, releasing and resting in him. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading something in my commentary yesterday morning as I was doing my quiet time about um, trials, um, which, you know, all three of us are real familiar with. Um, and I don't think anybody listening is not familiar with trials. Yeah. But um, one thing it says is that trials um, don't necessarily produce faith. They allow faith to be seen. The faith that you do have to be seen by, not by God, but by yourself and by others. Mm. So when you're going through those trials, when you're look living in victory, when you're getting up, um, just I was laughing because we were was talking to a lady yesterday um, who has a tremendous story of she went through the fire. She was not consumed by the fire, mm. not consumed by the fire. And we were laughing that her her uh, song of 
of her life should be, I'm still standing. You know? <laughs> but yes, that should be all of our, you know, like I'm still standing. I'm getting up uh-huh. and I'm walking and I'm seeking him, I'm resting in him, yeah, knowing that he has got this. And no, I don't know how this is all going to end up. So that's your self-sacrifice. You know, I don't know. I'm going to nail that to the cross that I'm carrying, um, that I'm hoping that Jules, you know, but as those fire, as those Jules are coming through the fire, Mm -hmm. we're not consumed in that. And we have victory because we're not consumed by the fire. Um, And so I just thinking to myself is that they're, when we can get up and put one foot in front of the other and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide, then we're walking in victory that day. Mm-hmm. If we just died on our own self, yes. we're walking in victory. And so for those of you who just listened to that and thought, yeah, but you don't know who I am and what mm-hmm. I've done. Mm-hmm. And you are stuck in shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's just weighing you down. We just want to very lovingly tell you, it's just not about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not about who you are and what you've done. No. You can have victory in Jesus because it's about who he is. That's right. And it's about what he has Uh done. Yeah. Yes. And so you can uh, testify. You can actually step out of that shame because Jesus says there is no condemnation. That's right. In Christ. So Jesus isn't saying shame on you. That's Satan. Yeah. And you can denounce that and you can step boldly into God's amazing grace. Yeah. I love that he's not saying that's Pam's line is Jesus isn't say, saying shame on you is shame off you. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's yes. that's living in victory. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. Is giving yes. all of that to Jesus, loving him. That's what he his blood was shed for you on the cross for. Yes. Actually, we just, you know, when we had our our women's event recently, um, we actually stood on stage and said all the things that should have disqualified us. Mm -hmm. I did. Gwen did. Kim did. Our friend Tina did that. Even our worship leader, Sarah, did that. We all just said out loud. Right. That's (laughs) right. The things that should, what the world would think would disqualify Mm -hmm. us from sharing Jesus with other people. And here we were standing on the stage. right? Right. Um, leading people to him mm-hmm. and and that's what the that's where everything is so different from the world that those things that we were up there saying should have disqualified us is actually what God uses that's right that's right so that other people are like gosh if she has been through that or if she did that mm-hmm. and God has forgiven her then God can forgiven me that's I mean, right God can forgive yeah. me and so so that is why we should testify yes. of the goodness of the Lord you know when I um was going through my second divorce <laughs> I actually someone sent me a book and it was called after the locusts by a lady named Jan Coleman mm. but I, I've tried to buy those books to give them out but it's no longer in print mm. I, I really hate that I wish it were because what it was was story after story after story after story after story of women who had gone through some kind of a loss mm-hmm. either loss of marriage loss of a child loss of a spouse you know all mm-hmm. a lot of it was you know divorce but uh, different things they'd gone through really hard things and suffered loss. And then gone on to live a victorious life. And y'all, I read that book cover to cover, started all over again. Read Mm -hmm. it cover to cover, started all over again. I read it three times straight. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it was the greatest book ever? No. 
But because the story. it was story, story of women who had been through what I was going through or worse right, and had gone on to live a victorious life, yes. that there was life after struggle. That's right. There was life after divorce. There was life after mm-hmm. uh, a, a devastating loss. Yes. You know, there was life after your your heartbreak and right. your struggle, mm-hmm. you know, and I needed to know that. Yes. I needed to know that there could be victory after that. That's right. And that's what we want you to know. Yes. No matter what you're walking through today, mm-hmm. that you can experience more victory. That's right. Victory to a level that you don't even know is possible. Yes. That he has that for you. That's right. And I think Gwen hit, the, hit on this last podcast about finding community, mm. finding people who are willing to be authentic and take their mask off and say, this is, you know, I'm, I'm struggling today and this is my struggle. And once we can hear each what we're, you know, how we're struggling, then we can spur each other on to victory. That's right. You know, take one step closer to the heart of Jesus each day. That's what I say is, um, and so, and we do that only in community, not when we isolate ourselves right. or hide our shame or hide what we've done, you know, hide that abortion we've had, hide all that. No, God wants to take all of that and use it for good. That's right. Yes. He wants somebody to know today that, you know, that no matter what you've done, mm-hmm. that he has covered it with his blood. That's right. And so if you don't have a community like that, we'd love to help you. Yes. I mean, we have our inner circle. Um, and which is a subscription-based program that you can check out on our website, engageformore.com. We'd love for you to hop over there. So then we we love to talk about authentic um, things that are going on in our life, things that we're struggling about. We meet um, on Zoom uh, two times a month, but we want we want you to be able to have community. Yes. Um, if you don't have that um, in your church or if you don't have that in your life, Yes, it's necessary. And in that, you know, if once you join our, our community, you have, excuse me, instant access to resources right there that are downloadable resources. And and there you can find them based on what you're going through. We try to not be we try to be on a topic like how do you find like one of our master classes is on how do you find God honoring friends? Mm-hmm. I mean, we get it. It's hard. Right. It's hard to find those relationships that really do honor the Lord. And so we have a whole class on that yes. with some downloadable resources that you can work through that will help you, mm-hmm. you know, as you take those steps. And we have, so there's videos and booklets that you can print out and work through the studies. There's scripture cards. There's yes. just so much um, there for you. And then you even have access to us, mm-hmm. you know, in that. And we just want to come alongside you we feel like that's why god has called us that's right into this space is that we've been through some stuff amen i mean if we if we listed out all that the three of us have walked through mm. in our life i think you would just be shocked that's and right. blown away that god has led us here and um and so we get it yeah we get it we we understand what you're going through but we also understand that god is faithful to use it that's right and carry us through it and so um more than anything we just want to be an encouragement Mm -hmm. to you and we want you to know that as you engage him you you can really can step into more with him that's right and before we sign off i'd love to leave you with um, a scripture that i have found powerful in my life and it comes from second corinthians 10 
and five, and I've made it personal. So I'm going to put my name in it. It says, Gwen, demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and taking thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. Because 98% of the time, the battle is in our mind. Satan targets our thoughts, giving us um, half-truths shaded light where we're not this we're not worthy we can't walk into the calling who are we we have so many sins behind us yeah that's where they are behind us they're covered in the blood and so we have to take power over those thoughts just as the scripture declares and this is something you have to do Demolish those arguments and those pretensions that have set themselves up against the knowledge of God. What has God said about you? That he has forgiven you and he has cast them as far away as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember. So you can't say that these thoughts are from God bringing you down. No, they're either you or they're Satan. And you've got the authority and the power to live a victorious life in your mind. Because when we accept in our minds that we have value, we have worth, that we have purpose, that's victory right there. And Satan becomes afraid of you because now you're walking in the victory that Christ came and died for you. You're walking in his power. And that trumps everything that you face. That's powerful. Thank you, Gwen. Y'all have a great week.